It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. Joe Linehan is in San Antonio. I'm James Smith in Austin, and the year is ending. And um, Joe, how are things going, man? Good. We're, and we're gonna we're gonna meet up in North Texas this upcoming weekend for tax. I, I know, but Joe, you, the thing is, like, if we could just collect our conversations that we have before we start this recording and just push it out there, we'd have content for. Ages. Hey, James, I tell you, it's, if you want me to do story so time, I'm more good. than happy to do story time. I know, but some of them we can't tell. So that's the that, that's the <laughs> that is the fun part. It's just like how much business do we get done before we even start this stupid thing? It's it's pretty hilarious. In fact, I didn't know about the schedule change and for the tournament that my teams are going through this weekend. That email was sent out to you yesterday. I know. So we recorded on Tuesday. Yeah, I sent it out I know, yesterday. I we just had a team drop out on Monday morning. Oh. We had to redo the tournament for the ninth grade and younger specific division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is tags, um, and that begins. I just know, I, I just saw my first game's nine thirty on uh, Saturday morning. So maybe I am driving up on Friday. I don't know. I have to find that out. Um, so uh, we have that, but we're going to vamp today because there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, in the sense that there's two tournaments that are going to complete the season. Um, we've talked about them to death already. Um, not to say that there isn't more to say, but, uh, you know, Tags is on the east side of the North Texas and Cowtown Stampede is on the west side. Is it? Is that considered sort of Fort Worth area? I don't think so, right? It's just yeah, Keller, like Keller, where the Cowtown Stampede is going to be in just outside of of the Fort Worth area. Yeah. Okay, I can just tell you there's a tiny bit of a challenge. We're we're bringing you know a lot of Longhorn kids, a lot. They're the dominant number of athletes on the teams that we're involved with, and try and you and I were talking about how you know basically deputizing and allocating coaches. And, uh, and so, yeah, we've had to do a little bit of juggling about that, where I'm going to be at this facility and my assistant Kendall's going to be there and Tom Andrews is going to be at a different place. It's, um, and Becca might be with us, you know, like, so it's pretty, it's pretty fun to do this kind of coordination before a tournament like this. Well, see the, like the thing is for those that don't know, we have the Cowtown Stampede this weekend and that, that, and that's for 18 or boys and 18 or girls that's in Keller. Then we have tags for basically the 14s and 12s over in the colony, yeah. which are about 40, 45 minutes apart. Um, is it that far? They're, they're, and they're and they're two separate tournaments. Yeah, for sure. And so, this is something that we've talked about. Actually, you know, this is the next step. You know, of you know, you like you have, you know, a kind of Thunder runs a tournament for all the different age groups. But now we have so many clubs that want to enter so many teams. Now you know. Now we might need Pegasus to host the 14s, 12s while kind of Thunder hosts the 18s, 16s. And in order to do something like that, you, like, you need clubs that are able to host and send teams to other tournaments. Yeah. And, yep. and, uh, and you're going to need teams that are coming in to be able to send teams to two separate tournaments. Yep. So they have to coordinate it according. And you know what? It just happened to be like this kind of, kind of for this weekend. And this is a bit of a training wheels of, kind of weekend for probably what's going to have to happen in 2021 and beyond yeah yeah although who knows i mean i i, I understand what you're saying it's just uh, the much of the season was compacted for obvious reasons or at least uh, sort of shuffled off to the fall and the winter and uh, hopefully next year that's not the case i mean we're starting to talk about high school water polo so you know that the year is definitely winding down um and then, and then, aside from those tournaments, which I would think would typically wind out the year any place, uh, then there's a clinic the next weekend um, with Tony Azevedo and Adam Wright, and those guys are coming to Dallas. So I'm hoping that we'll get a chance to speak with uh, one. I spoke to Adam already for the uh, for a podcast during the summer, so um, hopefully get Tony Azevedo. In case you don't know who that is, he's a very, very talented water polo player. 
That's next week. So. Next week, yeah. This week, and, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, but this week, you know, we're going to be focused on the tournaments this weekend, and you know, as somebody that's kind of running one of them, it's just it's all the things that you don't think about, but uh, you know, it's like you know, parents love to volunteer for apparel sales tables. They do. They don't like volunteering for the other stuff, though. No. So it's just that's kind of you know just getting people kind of motivated. You got to do that. It's making sure that all the teams actually read the safety guidelines and. And we're doing something different for tags than what than what the Texas Challenge Cup right. did. So for anybody that yeah yeah that's listening, teams actually have to sign up. They have the option of providing a videographer, so they can have a videographer kind of kind of be with the team, and they will they can be in the facility, and kind of and kind of record the team play, and then they can um, they have to bring their own equipment. They have to have their own platform to do the streaming. And they have to provide, and then they have to provide their own Wi-Fi. Right. And teams can sign up and do that if they want. Hmm. But it's not, but the tournament's not providing streaming, at least at tags. I think Caltown is actually providing the streaming. Yeah, that's my understanding too. Yep. The reason that we chose not to do that for tags is the Wi-Fi is not the best over at the pool that we're having this tournament at. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just you know, even no matter what you provide, there's going to be issues. Yes connectivity you know it oh it's it's good on my computer at home but it's not good on my phone in the parking lot you know um and then you just have to have a whole bunch of people that are just doing that and whenever you're hosting a tournament you you sometimes have kind of manpower issues so we came up with that solution so we can focus on the safety monitors yes uh the flight the front entrance people, the table workers, the apparel sales. One of the benefits in some strange way of all this stuff is the, is the videography that has been going on for the last couple of tournaments. I thought it went really well um, at the Texas challenge cup. And um, you know, I'm agnostic about platforms. I don't care really where they're distributed, but what worked out really well was that uh, even though they had several different videographers, meaning different, different people doing it, it was all pushed out on a single platform and you can actually go back and look at the videos and it's very good. Um, it, it makes me wonder whether that's going to happen, you know, with uh, tournaments when all of this nonsense is over and we still have, and we're allowed to allow um, uh, spectators. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is, this is, this is what we have to deal with right now. And we might have to be dealing with this till the end of school year. So yeah, that's what it seems like too. Although, and that's okay. I mean, at least the kids are getting to play and yeah. that's, and, that, and that's the main thing. And, you know, we have what 19 teams playing at tags. There are a ton of teams. I think there's what 15 teams playing over the Cowtown stampede mm-hmm. of which one's coming in from California. Do you know where Praetorian's from? Oh, you, I, um, Visalia. Yeah, the, we interviewed the, uh, John from uh, head coach at uh, Exeter a couple weeks ago for Texas Challenge Cup, and Praetorian is really like down the road from them. It's about within an hour easily. So yeah, in that, that same general area, it's very very cool. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it is a lot of fun, and uh, um, I mean it's just great to have these people playing and yes. and the kids out there, and the referees are getting the rough games, so you know we're not getting. People aren't at home getting all rusty because, you know, you know, we live in Texas where it's a little bit more open than the rest of the country. For and sure. and what and kind of what happened. Yeah. Kind of last week in California, I think the governor said uh, kind of kind of new lockdown orders that started this week. And I don't even know if people can practice now. Yeah, I uh, 
I interviewed Melissa Seidemann last week, and we're gonna, I'm going to push that out, I think, today for the Total Water Polo podcast. And uh, she just took the job at Corona Del Mar, and apparently they're still they're, uh, practicing as a club, but not as a high school. Um, that, that makes sense in some ways. But it, the, the news is so dreary because the, uh, I follow the, the headlines on the case, and it, 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 they're always essentially the same, which is it's been pushed off, but we don't really know when it's going to, you know, it's going to ramp back up. So I'm a, it's a, I'm a little weary of it because, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And uh, if it does, it's going to be in sort of last minute, and it's going to be a little haphazard. And again, for all for good reasons. But um, but yeah, it's it's looking pretty dire out in California. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know if they're going to have a high school season, but exactly. it's you know we don't know if we're going to have a high school season here in Texas. Yeah, like either I think we're hoping to have something, and I'm sure something's going to happen. But uh, it's it's going to be one of those things where it's probably going to be somewhat simpler than what it has than what it's been in the I past. I would imagine, yeah. Like hopefully not abbreviated. In other words, taking up the still the eight, nine weeks that is the typical TISC water polo season. Um but yeah, maybe no spectators. I don't know. I mean it's funny because um just read the Statesman this morning a little bit and you know there girls basketball is starting and so I don't recall whether there are spectators there or not. Um but for football games there are. I mean maybe not a full capacity, but they're they're definitely there. And and I think football's in the middle of the their playoffs. So yeah. I think football scheduled to end at some point in January. So do you see the last A&M game? Cause the stands were quote full. They weren't really full, but you know what I mean? It's a- like the game from this past weekend. Yeah. That was in Auburn. So, okay. Well, maybe was it was the Auburn weekend before. before I think it was, I, I don't remember who they, I'm be? sure. I'm sure the stands were full. I actually went to a, like the first game of the year in college station for A&M. Oh, okay. And, uh, everybody was spaced out. Yeah. 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 Except the student section, it looked like everybody was just getting as close together as possible. So, but um, <laughs> did I tell you about my? I think, and yeah. I think they announced like twenty thousand that were there. Oh my god, there probably were more than twenty thousand there. Wow. So, yeah. But uh, I mean, because those like because that facility can hold like one hundred ten thousand or something like that. Right. So, something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, I mean, but you know, it's one of those things where I'm crossing my fingers. I'm really hoping that you know we don't have any kind of the super spreader events with water polo no kidding. I, don't, I don't think we've had any yet none that um, I know of. and um and i'm and i'm looking forward to just the like the kids playing this weekend you know there's the camp that the that you mentioned um kind of kind of hopefully some sort of odp stuff in january and february looking good and hopefully we can have some more club events as well yeah looking good. of course we're gonna have some club events the only issue with that for, for those that are listening is that's also during the championship high school swim season time frame. Yep. So it's a little difficult for the older kids, but we're going to try to get get something for the kids. So yeah, um, at least the younger kids, um, and just keep everybody playing. I mean, I think we've been able to have at least one tournament a month in October, November, and now December, and hopefully we can get something in January and, and get uh, and get something in February. So. Yeah, people are watching. That's for sure. Did I tell you about my my barber? My barber cuts the hair of like a ton of UT kids and UT students. And uh, one of them walked in while I was getting my hair cut, and uh, the guy walked out. And the, my barber says, "Yeah, he he's going to this formal." I'm like, "Really? They're having formals?" He's like, "Yeah." He says, "I cut tons of guys' hair from UT, and every single one of them tells me they've already had COVID. Everyone." That's that's just stunning to me because I'm 52. I'm probably uh, I'm probably on the list of those who are at, at, at risk. But um, yes, and yeah, and one of those conversations from before we got on today was yeah. 
how much stupid sh- crap that we did <laughs> in college. But so, not that. <laughs> um, and uh, was it, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, no, you know, no, I mean, I'm not either. Just, just going that one game, I'm not surprised. Um, we were doing our best to be the social distancing stuff, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's what it is. Well, so. to their credit, I, the people in the stands that I saw were wearing masks. I mean, I, I didn't see very many people who, who weren't. Um, and same with Premier League in England. They're, they're uh, letting teams play again or letting spectators in. They've been playing the entire time. Um, and, and you see them, they're all masked up. So and it, it does bring up a serious question, though. So uh, if you're still listening to us after all of this blathering, very seriously, I would like to know if there are any cases that we know of in the entire state of Texas, maybe even the entire country, where it is reasonable to say that a person uh, got it, got COVID at a water polo event. I, I, I'm genuinely curious about that. Like, I, we haven't heard any. There's no anecdotal evidence of it. We've spoken about water polo athletes who've been exposed, but I've never heard a single one of them being exposed at a water polo event, practice, games, tournaments, that kind of thing. I haven't heard the uh, same. I just, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, when people are out there, just kind of wear your masks and not, and not use them as chin diapers. <laughs> And like, and like my wife went to Walmart a couple of days ago and she, and then she said that she walked by somebody that was, that said that they're refusing to wear their mask. Mm. They don't have to wear their mask. Well, that's probably true. And they, they were not letting this lady into Walmart. Oh yeah, yeah. And then my wife thought it was kind of extremely funny that the lady goes, I'm like, I'm going to go to Amazon instead. Uh-huh. And I'm sure Walmart where people are like, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it just is like people, people wear your mask. It's not that hard. Your dog is very sad about that. Yes. Like. Yes, he is. I'm, yeah. yeah. He is begging to go out right now. Okay. So. Well, well, we can, we can actually cut off. We've, uh, we've been yammering for 14 minutes. That is a segment. All right. Well, <laughs> well, that's it. We'll take a break. We'll, uh, come back and say goodbye. All of TX water polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warpolo programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warpolo, I always listen to TX Warpolo podcast. All right, we're done. I mean, I think that might have been an interview that you listened to, but maybe not. Maybe we're just saying goodbye after some promos, but we are all done unless there's something else you wanted to cover from, uh, so, from I was going to say social media, from uh, from anti-social media, but really I meant uh, from the culture, what TV shows, all that kind of stuff. Anything else you wanted to chat about? I found out my wife hadn't seen any of the Matrix movies, so we sat down and watched those over the last couple of weeks. That was, yeah, that was fun. Does it make you a bad person if you haven't watched any Matrix movies? So that sounds like you have not seen a Matrix, yeah, movie. Uh, to me, yes. At <laughs> least, at least, at least, watch the first one. I I think my daughter may convince me to do that, um, but I have to confess those do nothing for me. And then you and I were talking briefly, maybe not so briefly, maybe it was for a while, about uh, what I would call superhero movies. I mean, what's the Wonder Woman movie? Something like that got pushed off. Is that right? 
Oh yeah, the like the new Wonder Woman yeah movies didn't come out on HBO Max here okay. on November twenty fifth. Yeah. At so, the same time, it's going out in theaters. So, so the, which my wife's a huge Wonder Woman fan, so she's very excited about that. All right, fair enough. The last one I saw again, we saw it as his family was uh, um, Captain America, whatever, where he's going after Nazis. Who's not that going after Nazis? Is it ten years ago now? Yeah, I think you've missed about. What about fifteen Marvel movies? I know, but it does nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. And I grew up like I grew up loving Star Wars. Like Star Wars, which is huge in nineteen seventy seven. That gives you my gives away my age. Not that I'm trying to hide it, but yeah, I'm sorry. But that that all the genre just does almost nothing for me. I just I'm you know I I I see I see the previews and I'm like yep I'm, I'm you know I'll see the like the whole thing about the MCU the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Yeah. Because um, early in quarantine, I rewatched most of those. Okay. Like in April, May, because we had we we have Disney Plus and they're all on there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. So I just I just decided to, to kind of we to re, to rewatch them, and um, they're actually good movies. Okay. They're like well made and they have a story and they and they connect to each other and um, so there's some thought through it. They're much better than the Star Wars prequels or the sequels that just came out. The pre- the prequels are the one from the seventies, right? No, the prequels are the ones that happened in the late nineties and early 2000s. Oh my god, those are horrible! I've, and then and yeah. the sequels are the ones that just happened over the last five, about five six years. Uh, you and I were talking about how we met our wives at some point, and I, MJ, my wife, and I met at business school at Georgetown University in DC, and I we go to the movies every once in a while. She likes going to the movies, and we went and saw whatever that middle one with Jar Jar Binks and stuff. And I think we walked out. It was so bad. I was like, oh my god, they've absolutely crushed this fan franchise. It was so bad. I don't remember the last movie oh, I went to. God, uh, that's surprising for. For uh, yeah, I can't either actually. Because it was in March. Well, we or, went or February. It uh, Alamo Cinema Draft House here in Austin. I think we went and saw Elf, and they because they had a, they had one of the, you know one of those silly shows that they do at the same time, live action shows up on the stage. It was kind of funny. Uh, they they had a competition where um, people actually had to they competed on how quickly they could eat a bowl of spaghetti with syrup on it. That sounds absolutely without any fun. without any sort of front row vomiting. So that was good. It's great to laugh at on the screen, but that's much, not something I'd want to do myself. Most definitely. All right. And all and all I'm thinking about right now is the old Stand By Me movie and the pie eating contest. <laughs> yeah. So for those that are old enough to see that movie, you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. On 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 that note, we should probably get out of here. All right. Thank you, Joe. All right, James, I'll see you this weekend. I'll see you this weekend. Thank you for listening, telling a friend about the TX Waterpool podcast. Special thanks to our fabulous gifters. I've got another one this week. We're very, very appreciative of that. Um, But until next week, so long from Austin.
has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.